0: It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 302 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we got some takeaways from this weekend series against the Giants. There's some good, there's some bad. I'm gonna go over both the good and the bad, and also just some general takeaways here in the first segment. So that's what I got coming up for you guys. Today Uh, It it was a weird road trip, so we're going to talk about it. Um, But if you are the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, and that is Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice RM Layton, friend of the show. RM Layton, great dude. and He is the host of the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. If you want to hear about the next Wonder Franco before they come up to the big leagues, then you got to listen to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast hosted by a good friend, Arm Layton. he also does the, uh, the Locked on Marlins podcast. And so we may do a crossover. I, I'm This is just me spitballing. We may do a crossover about, hey, can we raid your team? Because you got some interesting guys and the A's could use some help. So anyways, subscribe to the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also follow this show wherever you're listening to this now. You can subscribe from right there. You can also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram I'm at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app, formerly the Locker Room app. It has gone under a rebrand. Same app, same great stuff. Some cool new features, though, so uh, I-, I do like the rebrand. Uh, you can also email us any trade proposals or anything that you need like that to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com, and I'll give you guys my opinion either via email or on the show the next day. So that's the kind of thing that we're doing over here at Locked on a Send me your proposals, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about this weekend series. Uh, obviously the A's lost two out of three to the San Francisco Giants and rivalry games, you never wanna drop this series. But me being a very optimistic person generally, um, it didn't felt feel like the A's like really got beat bad this series. It, it wasn't like facing the Astros in the playoffs or at the beginning of this season. It didn't feel like that. The A's lost these on their own. It felt like they could have actually taken at least two out of three from the Giants and maybe even swept the series if they had gotten a big hit on Friday. I know that they were shut out, but it was a two-to-nothing game, and Shamaniah pitched his butt off. So uh, they were in all three of these games. They should have won. At least two out of the three of them, uh, if not all three. And that's kind of where I'm going. I know that that's not how it shows up on the standings. They only get one win from this weekend, but they didn't look terrible except for the bullpen. The bullpen looked really, really bad, didn't it? Uh, I, I I ran some numbers. Here we go, the A's this week and the starters. Wrong sheet of paper. Let's switch to the sheet of paper that has the numbers that I have. Here we go, A starters. They went 19 innings in this series. So they averaged, you know, obviously uh, Cole Irvin's eight innings on Sunday. Definitely push up the innings total a little bit. But they went 19 innings, averaged six and a third each, which I will definitely take every time out, especially against the best team in baseball, the San Francisco Giants. Yes, I will take that. They also only allowed three earned runs, so that to- that gives them a total. The starters, a total of a 142 ERA. That's really, I mean, that's like three Jacob Degroms, but still, that's a really good ERA. Uh, the the relievers, on the other hand, oh boy, what a what a series they had. They went seven and a third innings, and one and that third was the one out that they got in the tenth inning of Saturday's game. So, sure. I, Whatever. And it doesn't even include the, the the ghost runner on second, or the zombie runner, whatever you want to call that runner. That runner that is some sort of a ghoul, that runner that starts on second base in extra innings, uh, yeah, that one does not count against the earned runs. They allowed seven runs total, but, you know, six earned runs. Uh, a couple of those were Diolos Guerra on Uh, Sunday, three came just because Frankie Montas uh, only went five innings on Saturday, so they had to pitch four to third innings. Oh, no. Uh, And then they blew two saves. They had two leads, blew both of them. And then on Friday, uh, Cam Bedrosian allowed that home run to Kirk Casale, so... That was fun. Uh, Anyways, they went seven in a third innings pitch. Gave up six runs. That is a 761 ERA. That is not going to get it done. And most of the guys that were pitching in this series were Luchirino, who was fine, and then Diolos Guerra, who was fine one day and then not good the next. He had a six-run lead. And I think that for relievers, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, give him any cushion or anything like that. But for relievers, you saw this with uh, Luke Gregerson when he was a member of the Astros. When it was a one-run game, uh, he was lights out. But if he had like a three-run lead and you threw him in there, he blew it every time. And I think that giving a guy too much of a cushion can sometimes work to their detriment, but you got that cushion to work with, so sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh, it looked like it was going to matter for a second, and I threatened to not record the podcast today if the A's dr- you know, dropped a six-run lead in the ninth inning uh, because I would have just been decimated emotionally. I, I, I could not do it. I, I already had to record the intro for the Locked On Giants podcast. You're welcome, Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants, but I just couldn't do a sweep. Uh, the A's are a good team. I want them to play like a Good team. I want them to go get new things. I tweeted this a bunch of times. I got many, many, you know, hearts on, on the tweets. Uh, that I was sending about the A's need more bullpens and they need more helps. And I want them to have that now because, oh my God, it is getting very frustrating. And I know that, you know, the, the A's bullpen overall has been like, okay, it hasn't been great. That's the thing. They've been like middle of the road, maybe like 18th or 19th. I haven't looked at their ERA recently because it would just make me sad. But um they're they're not like an elite bullpen like we're used to seeing in Oakland. And I think that that's the frustrating part. They're not like an all-time worst yeah, bullpen like the Philadelphia Phillies last year, I don't know that I could deal with one of those. That that would not be good. Um, but yeah, the A's need help, obviously. I'm going to get into you know some of the reasons, not necessarily players that they need to go for, but reasons that they need to make a move sooner rather than later. And I'll also talk a little bit about why it's going to be hard to make a move sooner rather than later just because of trades and all that stuff. So I got that coming up for you guys. But the series felt like it was winnable. And that's Good, and same thing with the, the the Yankees series. That one felt like they could have taken at least two out of three, if not swept. Uh, obviously, the stupid uh, Texas Rangers played above their heads, but they had been losing a whole bunch. Now they're winning a whole bunch. Uh, I think they swept their weekend series, so they're definitely uh, open to be swept when they come to Oakland on Tuesday. Uh, actually, here's the starting pitchers for those matchups. We got uh, James Caprillian going against Mike Fultinevich, and this is a thing. I don't know that it's... Um, you know, proven, but it feels like when a starter of like Fultonevich's stature, who's you know he just had a really good outing, but he's got like a five ERA. Sometimes they can shut somebody down for one appearance. But usually they get blown up in the other one, and sometimes it's the first one, sometimes it's the second one, uh, and then they do they they have one good start, one bad start, and he already had the good start, so I'm looking forward to a bad start against James Caprillion on Tuesday. Uh, I think that the A's are going to take that game, no no problem whatsoever. Then you got Chris Bassett and Chamanaya on Wednesday and Thursday, according to MLB, you know the 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 app. Those are the projected starters. Uh, and then they're going against Colby Allard and Dane Dunning. So we did not see Dane Dunning in the first series. Uh, we get to see him in this series. And uh, he's been okay. He, he's the guy that came over in the Lance Lynn deal from the Chicago White Sox. So get a, get a look at him. He's going to be with the Rangers for a little while. Uh, that should be exciting. Uh, I like these. The, the three guys that the A's are throwing out there are three guys that should not lose to the Texas Rangers. So I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a win streak coming, and then the Boston Red Sox come to town, so that's going to be very interesting as well, uh, and just following where everything is going, unless Bob Melvin switches up the, the, the order of the rotation a little bit with the off day on Monday, today on Monday, uh, then this is going to be what we're going to be seeing the rest of the week. you got uh, Cap Bassett and Minaya on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you got Montas, Irvin, and then James Caprillion again on Sunday against the Red Sox, seeing if he can do it again against the Red Sox. And that the thing that I just said about Mike Fultonavich, it does not hold true if they're, you know, over the course of like a month and a half. It is back-to-back starts. That I feel like that is the, always the case. Again, have not looked it up, but it does seem to be the case more often than not. Um, and just real quick, just a, a little... Cherry on top for this road trip. The A's went four and six. Obviously not what you want, especially with four games against the Texas Rangers. You would think that uh, you got four against the Rangers. That You got three of those at least. And then you go and take two out of three from one team, either the uh, Yankees and the Giants, and you get one out of three from the other one just because, you know, funny things happen. But it wasn't that kind of a series or that kind of a road trip for that matter. And, uh, you know, whatever. Um, They scored Thirteen runs in one game, which makes the next stat a little bit uh, disingenuous. But at the same time, the A's did outscore their opponents forty-six to forty-two on this road trip. So. They out that, that's what you want. You want to outscore the opponents, but that 13 runs in one game kind of skews it a little bit in the A's favor, and obviously it doesn't take into account the A's bullpen in on this entire road trip, in, in, both in New York and against the Giants in San Francisco. So, uh, th- there's some things the A's need to work on, but overall, they played fairly well. Uh, they were in every game of this entire road trip except for the, the eight to three loss. To the Texas Rangers, which eh, that's not what you want. But on the bright side, coming up, the A's are not facing Kyle Gibson, so that is something to be excited about. Um, also, another thing to be excited about: the Detroit Tigers apparently have the Astros' number. I believe that they 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 split the series with the uh, Houston Astros over the weekend. They went two and two. Um, the the A's stay two and a, or just sorry, two games back of the Houston Astros in the A.O. West. So that is nice. You know that the A's lost. Two out of three to the Giants. They are still only two games back of the Houston Astros. Um, And the Astros are going through their easy part of the schedule right now. It's Baltimore, Detroit, and then Baltimore again. And then I think they face Cleveland after that. Uh, d- double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's their next week coming up as again, Baltimore and then Cleveland and their pitching stuff, even though all of their main players are hurt except for, uh, Jose Ramirez and also, uh, thoughts and prayers to, uh, Josh Naylor who suffered a horrific injury in Sunday's game. That did not look pretty. Don't look up the replay. Uh, he, he was in pain and we don't need to, you know, share, share that on social media. Just, uh. Keep them in your thoughts because, ouch. Um, but yes, the, the A's are only two games back of the Houston Astros. Um, that If they take care of business against the Texas Rangers, then you got Boston coming to town. And the A's already beat Boston two out of three in Boston. So you got to think that the A's can handle them, a, you know, two out of three. Maybe even sweep the Red Sox uh, going into their series next week next Tuesday against the Houston Astros. Maybe they'll be on a little bit of a win streak. We will see. But I like the fact that the A's have this off day on Monday, both this week and next week. That should be able to be a nice little reset button for the A's and their bullpen, which has been struggling uh, and then we'll we'll see what happens from there. All bets are off and hopefully the A's uh, the A's win that series. That That's the hope right now is the A's win that series and then they can just coast into the all-star break and everything will just be honky-dory. That's a Texas phrase for you. Anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the bad. Uh, I wrote this stuff down after Saturday's loss. So this is what I was feeling before the A's got their win on Sunday. So uh, that's what I got coming up for you guys. And then a little bit later, I'm going over the good that I was already starting to see from this just crappy, crappy road trip. So I got that all coming up for you guys. So stay locked in with Locked On Ace and I'll be right back. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat, but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like Here in podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. They almost got me there. Uh, and also you can email us any questions or trade proposals or anything like that that you want to to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I know after watching a series like this when the A's bullpen was just not good. They had a seven and a half ERA. Just... Horrendous. They were blowing leads. The A's could have won this series. They didn't. It's against a rival. Obviously, you want to stick it to your rival and show your neighbors who's boss and all that stuff. And so you, you can point to the bullpen and be like, we need more of those, obviously, just because... They, they're the ones that blew the game, but there's more to it than that for me. I mean, first things first, you need more reliable arms. That's something that we have known about the A's bullpen for a while. I've been saying that they have the good bullpen and the bad bullpen for a very long time, and uh, if the A's are going to be in close games, they can't just rely on the good bullpen. You know, basically, uh, that being... Petit, Diekman, Trevino, and Romo. And even those guys aren't, you know, lights out guys. Usually Trevino's been the best of the bunch, you know, ERA-wise. Petit's been very good at eating innings. Uh, Diekman is always just a a ride for you. Uh, And then Sergio Romo has been pitching better than his statistics. Uh, Sabermetric-wise, he's one of the better relievers at the A's half, actually. Uh, So that's just wild, because that's not what you see when you're watching him or, uh, you know, by his stat line. But he's actually apparently been very, very good. So uh, they got four guys, but if you're playing, you know, five close games a week, you can't throw those four guys in every game. You're gonna need, you know, either eight innings out of every starter, which is not gonna happen or you need more options there that you can trust in certain situations and know how to deploy them. Uh, Diolos Guerra, you know, he eats up lefties. Maybe he's that guy, but whenever it seems like they're making a push to give him a bigger role in the bullpen, you saw it against Baltimore, and he he came in with the A's having a lead, and then that went away. Uh, it, It seems like he struggles when there's a spotlight on him. He likes working in anonymity, so I don't know that he's going to be a guy for the A's. Uh, once you know they, they make bullpen additions, but I do like Diola's Guerra at the same time, he's been fantastic this year. Go look at his baseball savant page, that thing is filled with red numbers. And uh, yeah, he, he's been great. But the thing that you need is depth, you need depth in the bullpen because, as I just said, you can't be throwing these same guys every single game. One, you're gonna burn them out, you can't, they just can't make it through the season, and two, If you're an opposing team and you know that if you're losing, you're gonna face probably two or three of these four guys, all you gotta do in preparation for a series is just go watch film on those four guys. Because if the A's have a lead, they're coming in. If the A's don't have a lead, you're already winning what does it matter? You don't need to worry about Domingo Acevedo or Cam Bedrosian or uh, Diolos Guerra or whoever, or Bert Smith. You don't need to worry about those guys. You can probably hit them anyway, because they're not pitching very well. Um, well not necessarily all of them. I was more so referring to Burch Smith right there, but if you're a team like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Astros or the White Sox or any of these teams that is just preparing to face the Oakland A's, you're like, all right, well, we'll see what we can get out of their starters, but then we'll just we'll just feast on this bullpen because we're going to face if, if, you know, they're closed games we're going to see these guys two, maybe even three times in a series. We're going to get them. It's not going to be that bad. And you can just watch film on Jake Diekman, and hopefully he's throwing strikes. And if he's not, then, you know, their job's a lot easier. Uh, use Miro Petit. Maybe you find something on him. Uh, he's fairly good for the most part. Maybe The Astros found something. I don't know what it is, but it scares me. Um, Lou Trevino, you're probably gonna be okay but if you're focusing all of your attention on facing Lou Trevino then maybe you might find something you might be prepared and be able to have success right there and then Sergio Romo if he hangs a slider you got him so um this A's bullpen is okay. It's not great. They need more depth options. They need to make it harder for teams to prepare to face them uh, because, or the A's just need to go out and get a bunch more bats so that they always have like an eight run lead. Cause if they're playing a two or three run game, no lead feels safe right now. Even that six run lead. I was like, wow, they, they could theoretically blow this because you've already seen Diekman, You've already seen Petit. You've already seen all of these guys pitch in this series. They've got to be tired right now. The day off uh, t- today, as you know, you're know, you listening to this, that day off today was a big factor in Lou Trevino pitching at, at the end of that game, I believe. Also, y- you have to win that game, so he probably would have pitched no matter what. But having that off day and having him be able to reset with an off day, and my assumption would be that Bob Melvin is going to try not to use him on Tuesday if he can help it, because you want to get these guys as many days off as you can Because we're getting to the midway point of the season. They've already pitched more than last year. And their arms are going to get a little bit more tired. And maybe that's what we're seeing a little bit of right now. And with that being the case, the A's need to go and make a move sooner rather than later, you would hope. Obviously, uh, teams are still trying to figure out if they are in it or out of it, whether they are buyers or sellers right now, or if they're just going to stand pat, Uh, you know, a team like the twins, we don't know what they're going to be doing yet. Are they going to be tearing it down and selling on Jose Barrios, who still has another year of control? Are they going to be selling on Trevor Rogers, Taylor, Taylor Rogers? That's the one uh, who still has another year of control. He's a very good relief pitcher that the A's could use. Um, Or are they planning on contending next season? So they're trying to figure out what their plans are and, it makes it harder for the A's to go out and get some of these guys. Um, and also the asking prices are going to be higher right now. And with the situation around the A's, I say go ahead and go pay those higher prices because this A's team needs to go get whoever they want right now and who they feel like can be those winning pieces to push them towards a championship. That's what they should be doing right now. But at the same time, the the worry in the back of my head is this week, you know, a, a week ago today on Monday, uh, Major League Baseball started doing the sticky stuff checks. We've all seen, you know, Sergio Romo drop drop his pants and all that stuff. Uh, One guy, Hector Santiago, got uh, ejected from a game, so maybe he's going to get suspended. Um, I think that that is is a reason for the A's, and this is why I would be okay with them holding off for another week or two, potentially, uh, to see how that plays out with some of these relievers, because there's some guys, um, I'm not saying that they're using, but uh, with some very high spin rates. Like uh, Daniel Bard in Colorado was one guy. I'm like, he has a really high spin rate. I have no idea if he uses, but see if he's still being effective over the next two or three weeks. If that's a guy that you want to go after, you want to make sure that the guys that you're getting are not lemons and that they were not aided by sticky substances, sticky steroids, let's call them. (laughs) That's what we're going to call it sticky steroids. I like it. Um, Make sure that they were not aided by sticky steroids and. That's why they were having success. And then you go trade for them and then uh, they get suspended or they're not you know, using the stuff anymore. And then all of a sudden, they're not the pitcher that you traded for. So you want to make sure that you're not out there getting lemons. And that is one reason why I say hold off for a little bit. Make sure that you're getting the guys that will succeed when they come to Oakland. Um, So that's Just one thing to keep in mind from my standpoint. One guy that I don't think is probably using because he's a soft-tossing lefty, and he's on the Miami Marlins, and I found him, and uh, I am intrigued by him for literally one reason, and one reason only, and that is because he has walked... One batter this season. Uh, it is Richard Blyer of the uh, Miami Marlins. He is 2 0 on the season with a 304 ERA and an 090 whip. Uh, he's thrown 26 and two thirds innings, has 23 strikeouts, which actually isn't that bad. And on his Baseball Savant page, uh, it, it shows that he is a ground ball pitcher. He's fantastic at getting ground balls. Uh, that's something that could be good, but uh, the, the downside of this is uh, when somebody makes contact, And, you know, hits it in the air at all. Oh, man, does it go a long ways. So that is not good. He can get hit extremely hard if he's not locating. So you're betting a little bit on that, on his just being able to locate. Uh, He's had one bad season and... For the most part, he's been very good throughout his career, so he could be an interesting guy for the A's to go after. Add that other lefty at a very low cost. He wouldn't cost nearly as much as uh, Rogers from uh, the Minnesota Twins, and it would give the A's an immediate lefty right now. But that is somebody that I found in my late-night search on Saturday after the A's just uh, blew the, the, the bullpen, just blew that game on Saturday. This is what I do after midnight is uh, find the A's relievers, and Richard Blyer is one that uh, seems intriguing to me. Um, And they might need a closer. But I think that they're going to probably try and figure out what, what the deal is with Trevor uh, Rosenthal before they make a deal for a late-inning type. Uh, Richard Blyer is more of like a sixth, maybe seventh-inning guy. He's more of a loogie, if, you know, a lefty specialist, if you will, that gets lefties out. He's kind of like what Adam Kolarik was brought in to do, but did not do well. Uh, and that's why Adam Calaric is now in Las Vegas, and Richard Blyer could fill that need that, you know, is seemingly open that the A's were trying to fill with Adam Kolarik. So uh, maybe this is a target for the a's i wouldn't mind him whatsoever he has a 298 career era and uh you know right now he's right around that maybe he uh and also his launch angle his launch angle against is negative five degrees which is fantastic that means that everybody just beats it into the ground and i love that so uh, give me richard blyer and uh it, it wouldn't cost that much to get him he's he's 34. He's not a part of the of the uh, Miami Marlins rebuild or, you know, future. So they can trade him. It's just fine. Um, but anyways, uh, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the good that I saw even after that loss on Saturday. So stay locked in what locked on is and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever and that is right my friends we are talking about Built Bar and you've heard me talk about Built Bar you know that they have their nine delicious flavors they have their limited time flavors that I always enjoy I love the limited time flavors but when I go to Built Bar and they don't have one of those specials right now I'm always looking at raspberry or cherry or coconut or coconut almond those are some of their core flavors that I gravitate towards, and there is something for everybody at BuiltBar.com. And my favorite flavor is the coconut brownie chunk. You've heard me say it before; it's fantastic. When it comes out, I want the alerts. Built Bar, send me those emails. And if you have not tried all of their flavors, you can get a mix box with some of the flavors that I've already mentioned, and then you'll get two of each of their core nine flavors. And when you get a box of Built Bars, you're getting 17 or 18 grams of protein, 100. 30 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. You're just getting tons of protein with none of the bad stuff. These are legitimately good for you, and I love having them as a nice afternoon snack. So if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious treats, go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, you may also enjoy the Locked On Today podcast, where today they are talking about the Los Angeles Clippers being back in the game. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And you can also follow this show, the Locked On Ace podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you like hearing podcasts. We are there. We are in your ears five days a week, Monday through Friday, it's a good, good time. You can also, if you like seeing the words as well as hearing the words, you can follow us at social on social media. There we go. On social media at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. And if you have any questions, send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com. So here are some good things that I saw even after Saturday's loss. Um, obviously we, there was the A's one Sunday, so everything is fine. Everything's great, but they were, they, the A's were hanging tough is, basically the first thing that i wrote down the a's are hanging tough against the best team in baseball the yankees are also supposed to be a very good team and the a's playing in yankee stadium never goes well so that was a good series it sucks to you know lose to the, the rangers obviously uh and lose any of these games but the a's were in most of these games you know uh, i'm gonna run through some scores real quick uh five three five seven two to one that's the yankee series that Two-run games. One-run They never lost by more than two runs. That's good. Uh, Or won by more than two runs, for that matter. Uh, Then you got the Randier series. That wasn't great. Uh, And then the A's won by a bunch, lost by one, and lost by two against the the San Francisco Giants. And, uh, you know, big rivalry series against the best team in baseball, the San Francisco Giants. And, uh, you know, that's that's not bad. But if you take, you know, the Giants series. Let's focus on the Giants series right here. If you add Mark Canna, and I know that he's not... Mark is great, uh, but it, if you add Steven Biscotti as well, who also performs very well in these Bay Bridge series, if you add both those bats to this lineup, I think that A's probably don't get shut out on Friday, and maybe they get another big hit or two on Saturday, we'll see, uh, and then J.B. Wendelkin, he would also be up so if the a's are at more of a full strength team even with the current guys that they have on the roster before they make any trades i think that the a's could have swept this series if they had you know mark canna who looked that this is him facing the giants is where bat flipping season was born so he gets up for these games and i think that he he was definitely missed this weekend the a's bats came to play on sunday so that that was nice um and the other thing that I thought about in facing the San Francisco Giants is that it was the third city on the road trip, and the A's just went from New York to Texas to San Francisco. They went all across the country. They made a stop in the exact middle of the country, and that just takes a toll you know, on the players. That's a lot of travel, a lot of changing clocks, a lot of just being from one place to the other, no days off, um, and they're not robots. It, it does make it a little bit harder uh, to win that first game. They looked a little bit sluggish on Friday and they still only lost two to nothing. Shamaniah was great. And then the next two games, they scored at least five runs. So uh, you take out the travel involved. And if if this was a playoff series and it's like, okay, you get four days off in, uh, beforehand and then you get to go play these guys. I think that the A's would uh, wipe the floor with these guys. But they, that's not what happened. They were on the third city and obviously they get to sleep in their own beds because it's still in the Bay Area. But still, it's the third city in a three-city road trip. They, they had to be very, very tired. I don't know how much you guys travel, but that is not fun whatsoever. I don't like being in the car for more than an hour or else I get sleepy. So imagine doing that over the course of a week. It's it's just not the best way to be prepared to go win a baseball game on the th- the first day of the third city in the three city road trip. And also, the A's were not playing with a DH. I know that it sounds silly given how Shamaniah and Cole Irvin performed at the plate, but um, it did shorten the bench a little bit. So that's my point. It's not that the pitchers were, you know, worse than, you know, better or worse than Mitch Moreland or anything like that, or you know, whoever would have been DHing. It's that the bench was a little bit shorter because you have to pinch hit for the pitcher when this when the pitcher spot comes up, and uh, that that's just a different way of playing baseball. That's not what the A's typically do, and you saw it kind of come into play on Saturday, where if that game had gone a couple more innings they would have just let the pitcher hit anyway. The relief pitcher, whoever it was, they would have just been getting those at-bats because there was nobody left on the bench besides Armas Garcia, and uh, you kind of need to keep him just in case something happens to Sean Murphy. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of what it was like this weekend. Um, obviously, you'd like a little bit more versatility. You'd like to have the DH. I think that the A's... Uh, even if the the teams were playing the exact same uh, for their series in Oakland and the A's had been at home, I think that the A's win two out of three, if not sweep this series. So um, obviously the bullpen was the main focal points and the main takeaway from this week, uh, this this terrible road trip. But at the same time, the A's still won four out of six, which is something, I guess, even with that bullpen, uh, you want to play above 500. If they had you know, not blown a couple of those games, they're six and four at the very least. Um, yeah, they're, they're not. They're they're still there. They're still doing okay. I think that the A's will be fine. They're going to make those moves. I have a lot of confidence that they're going to make uh, s- some decent moves. They're, it's not going to be Mike Minor. Maybe it's Richard Blyer. Maybe Richard Blyer, who I mentioned in the last segment, is this year's Mike Minor, But I don't think that that will be the only move. I think that they're going to make some some legitimate moves this year. So uh we we just gotta wait and see but that is all that i got for you guys today today and also the a's are off today so uh i have free reign on whatever the hell i want to do for tomorrow's episode and i don't know what that is yet so i will figure it out i'll I'll look up some fun stats and uh relay those to you guys on tuesday's episode so uh until then go out and celebrate good times Oakland, and i will talk at you tomorrow